Seltzer Kings podcasts. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. What's up, taters? Before we get into the episode today, we wanted to tell you that today's episode is a special episode with friend of the pod, comedian and writer Jen Kirkman. Jen is a great friend who's also into Sex in the City and also into In Just Like That, and we wanted to bring her on mid-season to talk about what's going on with And Just Like That, what we think about it, what's going on with Che Diaz and Miranda and the lack of Steve and Carrie and why she didn't choose Emmett and why she chose the hot physical therapist, all that stuff. So that's what you're about to hear. If you want to hear our weekly uh, episode recaps, our episode recap for this week, episode six, Diwali, that is on our Patreon account this week, uh, patreon.com backslash the Bradshaw boys. If you want to hear our usual weekly recap, go over to our Patreon Check it out. It's a super funny episode. Uh, also, if you go over to the Patreon, uh, it's $5 a month and you get you get video episodes with writers. You get a video of our live show that we did in New York a month ago. Uh, there's like 20 extra episodes there that are all super fun. So check that out if you want to hear Diwali. Uh, but for now, get ready for The Boys and Jen Kirkman. All right. Later, taters. But also, see you in a second. Listening to the Bradshaw Boys, a podcast where three relatively grown men binge the iconic HBO series Sex and the City. So dust off those DVDs and grab yourself a white wine or even a cosmopolitan and settle in. Take it away, boys. Welcome to the Bradshaw Boys, a podcast where three guys are watching And Just Like That. And Just Like That, I'm Corey Cavan. I'm Kevin James Doyle. My name is John Sieber. And Just Like That, we have one of our favorite guests and friend of the pod on today. Ladies and gentlemen, comedian, writer, and fellow And Just Like That watcher, Jen Kirkman. Hi, you guys. So, so excited to be back with you, to be here. <laughs> so excited to Can have you. Can you believe it? We're, we're all living in New York now. Oh. Yeah. And we're... We're all watching the show, you know, in real time. Unlike the like you've mentioned on your podcast before, you watch the series yeah. after it had aired. This is all happening, and we're we're all we're all just we're all in Brooklyn, so we're all within like a half mile radius mm-hmm. of Steve and Miranda currently in the that universe. <laughs> Their brownstone is like right around us. Yeah, oh, yeah that's true. We oh, can talk is? as long as we want. They're... Steve can't hear shit. <laughs> <laughs> Where are they supposed to be living? Or do you not want to reveal it? Steve and Miranda live, I think, in Boreham Hill. Okay. Or Cobble Hill. Cobble Hill? I I don't think they ever mentioned it. I thought it was Cobble Hill. Um, Maybe it's Sunset Park? Who knows? (laughs) And she was complaining. Like, when they moved there, that was already a super rich, like, better than most Manhattan neighborhoods. Are they... Yeah. Miranda. I'm pretty sure we we debated it because... We were like, it's not Brooklyn Heights because it wasn't nice, and Brooklyn mm. Heights has always been nice. Yeah, and so yeah, so I think I don't think they talked for sure about it, but I think we had a long discussion yeah. trying to figure out where it was. But. I like snooped on some blog one time that was like one of those like spotting locations, or like it was like a you know looking at New York, New York locations and imagined movie sites, and I think they said it was either Borum Hill, Cobble Hill. I don't think it's Fort Greene, but it's like one of those 
neighborhoods right. mm. that that you know when they moved there in the early 2000s was up and coming but still you know nice and is like so nice now i'll take a brownstone oh near the f train so he can get the scout that's isn't true scout off the f train scout yeah scout is uh what's it's o'neill's is o'neill's. what it's called in real life and that's that's like off delancey or something yeah. like that yeah yeah no, you guys are really good. I love <laughs> that Lower East Side F train area. Oh, so yeah, great. It's, it's amazing. It's, I would totally go to Scout in real life. Yeah. yeah we should go to we Scout can, in real can, life. We can make that happen. Yeah. It, it is off the D train oh, okay. on the Grand Stop, though. Oh, D train? So, yeah. <laughs> oh, it's, it's not yeah. off the F train? Yeah. <laughs> Never mind. Um, Jen, oh, I don't want to go now. Yeah. Uh, what are your thoughts? Because everyone's heard our thoughts, so many of our thoughts. And go follow Jen on Instagram. Also, listen to Jen's podcast where you're doing a... Sorry to cut you off. Yeah, but yeah. you're doing an... And just like that, uh, thoughts every week on your podcast, correct? Yeah, I have this podcast called No Fun with Jen Kirkman, and it's all Patreon now. It's unfortunately, I went to just all paid model. And uh, yeah, yeah. I asked my listeners, and they're not a lot of them, and I was like, would you guys be into if I just gave my thoughts on and just like that as sort of like an extra, extra bonus? Does anyone watching it? I thought maybe five of my listeners would want that. And a lot of them said yes. And so I started posting recaps on my Patreon that are like anywhere from half an hour to an hour long, but I post little two to three minute clips of it on Instagram and TikTok. And a lot of people are like watching them and liking them. And I got a ton of new subscribers after it. And That's I was like, amazing. they'll probably unsubscribe when the show's over because I don't normally recap TV shows, but I have, you know, I have a passion for it. So. Um, and of course, it's very snarky and sarcastic. I'm not fair like you guys are, and I don't. I, I might mention <laughs> I know, one I thing know. I like, I know but I, I it's mainly to be snarky. But you know how it is. You can't be snarky about something unless you so love it. But anyway, mm-hmm. if people follow mm-hmm. me on Instagram, TikTok at Jen Kirkman. They can watch plenty of the free versions of the little snippets. I have a I have a question because I, like you said, we're fair, but I think we're we're trying to be fair, but also like. Is it nerve wracking? Because you write for, can we say who you write for? You've written, yeah, sure. Yeah, you write for Marvelous Miss Maisel, which is like a popular, very successful, great show. Is it, does that, does working like on television change your, like how does that inform your mm. critique of television writing? And also, are you ever like, I hate this character and be like, what if I run into them at the coffee shop? Like, what is it like? Because, I don't know. We were adjacent, but I'm not. I'm not worried about bothering anyone. You're writing on a show that may may, you know, cross over in any way. Is what's that like? Yeah, I got a little nervous at first because, but I think the good news is that I'm a hired hand. I'm a writer. They can do Mrs. Maisel without me. In fact, they did just fine season three. The one year I didn't work there, I went on tour instead. Mm-hmm. So I come from it with no ego about oh, I'm such a great writer and they should do what I say. But I do come at it from, ironically, I'm a writer, but I swear to God, I think even if I wasn't, here's what I think they should have done with this scene. You know, we all have those thoughts, whether we're writers or not. And so in the paid version of my Patreon, I sometimes say a couple snarky things about the writing, Mm -hmm. but in my mind, I'm not thinking of the young, awesome or veteran writers in the room who are trying their best and have great intentions. I'm sort of more always poking a little fun at Michael Patrick King, who I think um, it's not an age thing. I think he's always been kind of corny and I don't even mean that that's bad. He's just always been a little corny and into puns and, you know, kind of the show is his style has his stamp on it. And if any of us were lucky enough to have our own show, it would have our stamp on Mm -hmm, it. And mm -hmm. so it's like, 
his vision is what he wants to do and he's making it happen. So like he's not wrong. It's just yeah. like I would do certain things differently. Sure. So I try to put the blame on him. And uh, and then in the free clips that go around the internet, I kind of focus on the characters as though they're real people. Yeah. And like, what are yeah. they doing? And then I might make fun of some writing here and there, like comedy concert. I know we've all made fun of that. <laughs> um, but yeah, I do think about it because I don't want to hurt anyone's feelings. Um, at the same time, I don't think I've heard people criticize shows I've written for, mm -hmm. downright hate them, even friends of mine. And I can't take offense because, you know, when you're, I started listening to the Writers Room podcast, mm -hmm. you know, the, mm -hmm. and just I did like too. that. Yeah, I did too. Yeah. And it, and it, you know, it gives you that perspective, especially as a writer, where you go, oh, I get it. Like, I've written on shows where you have this vision and, you're doing the right thing and mm -hmm. people might not think it came out a certain way or not. And, and so I never want to hurt any of those people's feelings. And it's really not even about not burning a bridge. I just don't want to come off like, yeah, sure. I'm a writer. I want to come off like I'm obsessed with the show, mm -hmm. you know, yeah. but it's hard because I never want to put myself above yeah. it yeah. because at the end of the day you could be the best writer in the world but it has to go through a million different people before yeah, sure. it gets filmed yeah yeah Th that's where, where wherever we critique and this is for the old show too but i always come from it from an angle of like this is really like it's really hard to write good television it's hard to write a good movie every like it's it's hard to do any of this so it's like if they mess up or if it's like not something good, it's like, well, yeah, like just because you, I don't know, every good band has a bad album. Every mm -hmm. great director has a bad movie. Like, mm -hmm. you know, so it's just incredibly hard to do this. So, um, so, so with that, how do we feel about this? <laughs> yeah. I want to know before the series started, you're, you're a dear fan of Sex and the City. You love it. Uh, we talked about that the last times that we've talked. Were you, excited about the show were you apprehensive were you like nervous about your feelings towards it what was going around in your mind about the show two weeks prior to it coming out well yeah and i am a huge fan of sex in the city you know i didn't watch it originally when it was on so i was also living in new york back then right didn't watch it mm -hmm. i don't know what was wrong with me i was young i had some attitude thought i was too cool mm -hmm. <laughs> and then uh <laughs> got into it once i moved to la in the as the show was ending and what I think got DVDs or something. And mm -hmm. I was lonely for New York. I'm, you know, and then I fell in love with it. So I was a late bloomer to the original series, mm. but then have watched it more times than anyone probably. And then, <laughs> uh, so what I was thinking was pretty much how I feel now, which is I'm glad it's back. Mm -hmm. It's a cultural phenomenon. I don't even care if it's bad. Mm. I'm just glad it's on. Yeah. Um, sad about Samantha. I hope they do her justice, which I don't think they did. Okay. And I was worried that it would be a lot of, I was worried about a lot of the things that came true, which is just, I, Kevin, you put it really well in an episode. Like they're, it's not just that they're trying to be more inclusive. It's that they're trying to make up for the sins of the past, which I think nobody is really upset about. Mm -hmm. You know, we all go, Oh, that doesn't age well, or they could have done better. But, they couldn't have, and they were actually pretty groundbreaking for what they were back mm -hmm, then, which is mm -hmm. kind of like, was more about women and gays, and it was very white-centric, but, you know, it's like sometimes there are shows about white people who are out of touch, 
written by white people who are out of touch. Mm -hmm. And the problem isn't that we need to change those shows. It's that we need thousands and thousands of everyone to get opportunities so that there's Mm -hmm. shows about white people out of touch and shows about a million different races. You know, so um, I'm not saying they shouldn't have gone where they went, but I think it it somebody said it's it's not as if we're catching up with them and they've been living this whole time. It feels like they've been frozen and they woke up, mm. you know, <laughs> yeah, from a coma. It's, it's Austin we, Powers. We, we, <laughs> yeah, we've referenced it a lot on the podcast, but or I've referenced it a bunch, but the, the sketch, the Phil Hartman sketch, Unfrozen Caveman Lawyer. Do you remember that sketch yes. at all? Where he comes back and he's sketch. like living in modern times, but he's like, I'm just a caveman. <laughs> Wait, what? It's t- Okay, then uh, I know you have notes and stuff to get to. The weirdest thing for me was with that, like Carrie woke up and then she wouldn't be sexual on the podcast. She Mm -hmm. was all blushing. Like, what the fuck was that? Yeah, totally. I have an opinion. Yeah, I want to hear it. Hot take. Hot take. I think that's a Sarah Jessica Parker move. I think it's her and how she feels about this stuff. And Mm. I think I... Uh, you go, well, why didn't... Uh, like, in other words, if you look back on the old series, I mean, she didn't write about her sex life and in the yeah. movies when they asked, you know, Carrie, how often do you and Big have sex? And she's like, I don't kiss and tell. And she's like, but when we color, we rarely stay in the lines. Mm-hmm. Like, she never <laughs> talked about sex, even to her friends. Um, and even when we... I mean, I... Again, the lines were always blurred between, wait, what's in her column or not? Like, did she write in her column about her affair with Big when she was with Aiden? I don't think so. Yeah, you know? yeah. But um, I think she never really talked about her sex life. It was really a column about love. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, but at the same time, the prudishness now is a little off the charts. Like, everything could be solved with one sentence, which is like, oh, you know, I don't, you know, I wrote a column about sex. It was called Sex and the City. And... But, you know, I, I'm a best-selling author of three books since then, and I I talk more about love and, like, yeah, what happens totally. when, yeah. you know, like, she could, she, I, I, like, she's so, um, it's, it's like, I get it if she doesn't want to talk about sex. That, to me, isn't the problem. The problem is she doesn't even know how to articulate what she's there to talk about. Mm-hmm, yeah. You know, you can go, oh, actually, I don't do that anymore. I've rebranded, and I'm a, sure. I'm a love person. Yeah, uh, yeah. But yeah, it's weird. It's like everyone's been reduced to like a giggling kind of. They don't know what there's. I don't know. Um, but anyway, but yeah. So I don't. It's weird. But if you look back, Carrie's always been a little. That makes sense. Yeah, that makes sense. I think it's like the ex. It's like the execution makes the makes you that I'm like. She's done radio before. Maybe she's she just understand. never been produced as she as hard as she is in X, Y, and Me. <laughs> yeah, X, Y, and Me has got an entire producing team behind that glass wall. You know, there's a lot of hands, a lot of hands in the pie there. Yeah, yeah. yeah I'm wondering. You know, I'm looking at you guys, and you know, we had some audio issues earlier with this platform yes. we were using, and now so we chose a different one. And I'm just wondering, where's your producer behind the glass wall and where's you know the producer doesn't it take is right like behind seven the screen people? just now just did good, good right job. that's a good one that's a good joke our producer's there uh, there's uh, also there is a there's an associate producer who is furious with us about our socials uh-huh. our socials okay. are way down right now we need to step yeah, up our penises down. and get our socials up 
Absolutely. Now, do you guys do your socials while you're podcasting? Because, like, right now, no one's running your socials, which seems like a problem. Yeah, oh my exactly. gosh, you know? Jen, you're so right. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Right, I will I'm, say, like, Kevin, get to work. Kevin. I, w- I will say that it, it, the <laughs> thing that makes me frustrated with social media is the past, like, six months I've been trying to get our followers up. And, like, I've been trying so many different things. And then yesterday I posted... Uh, a fake GoFundMe of saying teach Steve Brady how to finger, and we got 500 followers in the past day. So I so I don't. You cannot figure out the internet no, or socials. It's, it's fake GoFundMe. So you yeah. just got to start a new one every week. Yeah, totally. I'm telling you, with my podcast where I like tell funny stories about my life, and it's really not like that me centered. They're very relatable things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it's like pulling teeth to get fans of mine to join. And I do these dumb Sex in the City videos. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like more followers in a week happen than, than I would normally get in a year begging, you know? And it's like, oh, great. I didn't realize that anything I said wasn't interesting until I started talking about Che <laughs> yes, and, and their comedy concert. Yeah. yeah, but you can never predict. You can never predict. No. And I think, um, you know, that's why you got to just get your, what is it? Get your pussy up? What is it? Step, 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 step your pussy up. up. Step your pussy up, mm-hmm. but it's a really in, in specific command, isn't it? Step your pussy up, and that's just how the internet is. Like, step it up. What it is, you don't know. You just keep posting. You just gotta, yeah, and step it up. The internet tells you what goes viral. Step that's your right. pussy up and light a joint. The, yeah, the Chadia's way. The Chadia's way. Just spark a joint out in the middle spark of everywhere. Spark a bong. Spark a bong. Yeah. Spark a bong. Whatever. Just, just as much paraphernalia as you can carry around. As much as you can, as long as it's not low-key and normal, like <laughs> a vape pen like most people do. How great would it have been at the Diwali party if it just cuts over and Shady's got a big tree. <laughs> <laughs> She's like uh, taking their decorative hookah and like packed it. <laughs> <laughs> The parents are like, and she's like, like this has been friend? in the family for hundreds of years. It's not to be used. Yeah, she I'm not appropriating. It. I'm what is not appropriating. I'm appreciating. I'm appreciating. I'm appreciating. <laughs> I'm appreciating, bro. Thank you. Thank you. Um, what? Wait, what, Jen. Why don't you lead us through your notes? Because I want to. You you have some. Uh, yeah. You have some notes here. I want to yeah. hear your thoughts, and we can. We can start the dialogue with what you have. Why don't you come on our podcast okay. and lead the show for us? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, well, we are considering wanna... this our mid-season check-in. Yeah. So we want to know where you are with it. No, it's it. our mid-season check-gen. Check-gen. Mm-hmm. It's our check-gen. Oh, I love that. What You just want my thoughts on this recent episode that just happened. No, yeah. I, we want okay. your thoughts on, I, Mid- I would say mid-season, like where we are in just like that now. Oh, God, okay. This is a meeting um, of the minds. My thoughts are, I, you know, uh, okay, let me think here. The last episode that I watched was the do, six, Diwali. Six, Diwali. 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 Yeah. yeah. I thought for me, my favorite episode was the second episode, the funeral. Okay. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, and I liked this one, number six, because it was the closest to the original show, I think. Mm. Um, you know, it just a lot of relationship conversations amongst the girls and you know in this particular episode charlotte was asking questions of miranda that the audience is asking you know Mm -hmm. um and so that's great you know it's like we we feel like we're on the same page with our characters overall my biggest note is when i heard that carrie was doing a podcast it just it wasn't even an opinion i had it was almost like this is the way it should be that she has a column that is now a podcast Mm -hmm. and that is what the natural voiceover of the show is Mm -hmm. 
And, you know, maybe it's a narrative podcast where she reads what would have been a column. Uh, you know, maybe they're 15-minute things a week. Um, maybe they're, uh, she does a monologue, you know, Mark Maron style, and then interviews someone, you mm-hmm. know, a love expert, a, a, you know, like that Esther Pearl woman that's like mm-hmm. the big relationship expert, and she has her own pockets. Like, she could interview different people about yeah. love every week or even just a rando. And I thought, literally, she would be in her home alone, podcasting with maybe some kind of producer there. Mm-hmm. I was shocked that she was doing this podcast um, where, you know, I would understand if the story is, oh, you know, I used to be really popular and then I took a dive. I'm older. The world is ageist. If we, there was a reason she was slumming it on this yes, podcast. Yeah. Because I'm not getting a sense of how popular this podcast is. Is it the Joe Rogan of podcast? Is mm. it huge? Yeah. Um, to me, it seems like she's slumming it. I'm not sure the intention. I'd love to know it. Uh, what is she getting out of it? What is she promoting? She's got a. Is she writing another book? Why isn't a writer writing? I yeah. mean, we still have. It's not like podcasting has taken over writing, right? You know, yeah. like we still have. Um, people still walk and drive cars, so it's like mm-hmm. it's not like we're living in the future. I know, so that bothers me. Mm-hmm. So that's where I'm at with that. Um, I find that I'm confused about Miranda being uh, not a lawyer anymore because I could have sworn at the end of the second movie, she's so busy with work and corporate this and corporate that, that she quits her job to work for a smaller, friendlier law firm. And the last shot of her in, in whichever movie it was, first or second, she's like on this terrace with like five or six other people, and I think it's a diverse group racially. I, yes, I think you're right. Yeah, hmm. she yeah. already went to work for this more smaller. Yeah, yeah. doing you using your corporate skills for better. So I don't know what's happening also, there. I, I have no idea how being a lawyer works, but I feel like if you're at the top of your game, which she was, and then she downgraded, you don't need to go back to. Columbia for them to take a class with a bunch of kids about what human rights are. Like, I feel like that, that just seems like those two things so far that you mentioned seem like such confusing self owns of being like, there's, it's hard to figure out a reason for it besides an opportunity to introduce new characters, but there's other ways you can do that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's not like, oh, well, but Jen, we needed podcast because of Che. We needed the thing because of the lawyer. You know, it's like it could be a woman at the law firm and Che could be, you know, Carrie's producer at home. And, yeah, you know, yeah, totally. Absolutely. You know, and, uh, you know, of course, Big dies. And then Chris Noth had a scandal. And we don't want to get into that because it's just like, who cares? And everyone's talked about it. But yeah, right. um, I think I guess it's good that he died because, you know, you do want Carrie back in that apartment being yeah. single. And I actually really like that she's going to be 55 and living in that apartment because, I'm in my late 40s and I'm single and it's like I'm not unhappy and I yeah. mm. like live in a small place probably carry size in in Brooklyn and I'm renting which I think that would be a lot of people's worst nightmare like mm-hmm. you live in a small place you're renting you're 47 you're single like most people who are dicks would be like oh my god and so I like that she's owning this yeah. um or it seems that that's where this is going so I'm excited about that um I get it. Like, I get all the things they're introducing. I'm not like, I don't want all this non-binary. I, mm. I Non-binary, more races, love it. Yeah, I just yeah. wish it was a little, like, in other words, you can have a new black friend, but I don't know if on day one you're discussing racial issues. Mm. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. 
you know, can it just, I wish it more organically happened. Um, I'm sad what's happening to the men. Um, yeah. I think, you know, I think something that was revolutionary about the show originally was there was just no time for the men's stories because it was about women. Yeah. And they were kind of the arm candy or just the secondary characters but they still had a life of their own. Like yeah. Smith was in AA. We knew a lot about Smith and his dreams and yeah. Yeah, yeah. Harry and Steve. I mean, he had, what a journey he took from bartender to owning a bar and like having a family. And so there's just, the guys are just kind of accessories and yeah. they're not even a big bag that you, you know, schlep around all day. And they're like a tiny little <laughs> handheld handbag. wallet. Like they're not even a good accessory. And so I feel like they've made Steve seem just like, like he's on death's door and uh, with the hearing aids and Harry's just sort of like, hello, I'm the dad. And so I'm bummed because these are good guys and yeah, they yeah. need, and they need a story. And if they're there just to support the women, then I want to see it in dialogue. Like I'm shocked that Miranda and Steve can't talk about how they're not having sex. And I, uh, you know, I think the way they wrote out Willie Garson, I have no opinion because I know he had a lot of rules about like how to handle his death. So mm. they did what they could. Interesting. I highly disagree with the Samantha thing. You know, my theory, I had a whole storyline for her that I'll just say it again. I think that she should have been in New Zealand at the beginning of COVID doing publicity for Smith, who was doing it like a Lord of the Rings type movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and she gets stuck there and can't leave and falls in love with it there. And then in real life, a lot of billionaires are buying compounds in New Zealand because it's believed that um, that's a good place to live at the end of the world. It's not as likely to get nuked. I think climate change is going to affect it like. Less um, so. It's going to become like like the Shire. Like it'll become like, like a real life. It sounds like it's like a real life, like Hobbit place. Yes. It really is. And so I figured she'd be like, well, as long as I was here, I found the billionaire, you know, like he's into crypto. I bought a, a compound and I'm just running Samantha Jones Enterprises Global from here. You know, it's really great. And and then, you know, they can be like, oh, impression. I just missed a call from Samantha. The time zones are different. Oh, we tried to Zoom. And then that mm. natural thing of I think we're all growing apart, but she's kicking ass and we mm-hmm. know what she's doing. And... I just felt like uncomfortable with that. They said she treated me like an ATM. I, I actually was like, eek. I feel like I'm yeah, watching like yeah. these women's personal battle or mm. the writers are mad at her. It was gross. And so anyway, that's it. Charlotte, Miranda. I'm I'm not with all the people that are like, why is Miranda suddenly gay? It's like this happens to a lot of women at sure. that age. And a lot of times it's like, you know, you just start to relate less and less to men. And I think there's like a cultural phenomenon happening happening with women who just, I think it's a mm-hmm. real thing. And it, yeah. and it, and it's a bigger conversation that it, even Cynthia Nixon had once where she used to say, I don't even think, you know, this whole notion that we have to say in order to get any kind of sympathy, like being gay is not a choice. She's like, what if it is? And I think for sometimes women, mm-hmm. It is. It's not a choice so much as like, oh, let me hold my nose and do this Mm because I want to. But more, I think women are just more fluid. It's not like, oh, she's been in the closet or she's bisexual. It's literally fluid, meaning you just move from one phase to the next. Mm. So when people are like, but she was very straight 20 years ago, it's like, yeah, 20 years ago, you know, 
I had a different haircut. Like exactly. it, to me, it's it's not that crazy. Um, although I'm catching like a whether they mean to or not, like sexual vibes between Carrie and Seema to where I'm like, maybe Carrie should have been the big old les. Like that would have been fun. And I say that with love, the big old les. And Charlotte, you know, the bi- non-binary kid, great, fine. I just, I hope it's like, I don't know. And then the it's everyone's being weird with black people, but okay. Uh, yeah. But overall, like I'm enjoying, I just, I hope that we've gotten everything out of the way so that if there's a season two, we can just get back to relationships yeah. of all kinds, friends yeah. and lovers and people of all different races and sexual things can just talk about their lives instead of their identities mm-hmm. because that's not what real life is like. Yeah. Yeah. yeah well, it feels, that's it feels my like long they're burning. Take. Hey, all you true crime fans. This is Mike Ferguson. And this is Mike Morf. And we'd like to invite you to listen to our podcast, Criminology. Launched in 2017, we've covered a variety of strange cases from murders to missing persons. Some of the cases are ones you may not have heard of. Other cases we cover are some of the most historic in true crime. There are 200 episodes of Criminology available to binge on right now. And new episodes come out every Saturday night. Subscribe to Criminology today, wherever you listen to your podcast. Well, it that's that's good. That catches us up, I feel like. It feels like they're burning through a lot of things now mm. to then get to certain stories which at the end of diwali it ended with miranda going back and making the choice to get in touch with che again yep. which kind of yeah. was like oh now we're in more story you know or like more more conflict i guess rambo, rambo. yeah sorry rambo rambo. Miranda, yeah, rambo. Mar- rambo rambo got in touch yeah mm-hmm. yeah I, I the other thing is too you know what's interesting and i listened to the writer's room podcast of the the Michael Patrick King's podcast with the writers. Mm-hmm. I'm always curious, like, do they know, like, in my opinion, Che is kind of like not a great person and mm-hmm. actually isn't as self-aware as they think they are. Yeah. Um, especially with the like diverticulitis rant and I'm I'm thinking about putting good things in my body and it's what I do. And it's like, you know, I'm glad you're not eating as many seeds. <laughs> and <laughs> Sorry about the pockets in your intestines. <laughs> yeah. And I'm glad you came out. But there's more to do. And if you're smoking pot every five minutes, you probably have some more stuff to work through, which is fine. Yep. But they're acting like they're done working on themselves. And I think that they're going to break Miranda's heart. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, that's fine. Miranda's a grown woman. But for someone who thinks they're so, quote, woke – you literally sexually harassed your employee. Like if my boss, because they keep insisting Che is Carrie's boss, which doesn't seem that way to me. It seems like co-host, but okay. But if my boss came to my apartment to check on me when I was having surgery and ended up fingering my friend in the kitchen, that's literally sexual harassment. Yeah. Like you cannot do a sexual act in front of your employee. So I hope we're going to see, you know, Che Diaz comedy concert woke person being called on the carpet for committing fucking sexual harassment. And I don't think we are. I don't think the writers realize Che's not a good person. I uh, think the writers think that Che's amazing. I I like where your head's at. I have faith that the writers are because I called this like second episode. I was like, I think that Che is going to continue to turn more heel. I think it's going to end with Che being a villain. Not full villain, but close to full. Because because that is where, that's where good writing, I think, comes from. Is like, it's really obnoxious when you see 
representation of being like, oh, we must have all these people be benevolent, good, kind-hearted characters because they're and and I was like, I think this is their chance, and I think they're gonna do it. Of of this character who had like the special that everybody snapped her and was like, they're making good points for this moment in in culture. But personally, the person has some major issues in Che Diaz. Um, I I think is going to be more of a, a villain. I I do. I think. And do you think more of a villain just in like oh you know kind of a player heartbreaker, or do you think actually they're going to go there and and show that they're not really that self aware and maybe kind of like rude and have no boundaries? I thought today. I just thought after this episode that I would not be surprised if they get in a drunk driving accident together. Che and Miranda? Yeah. <laughs> Who's what? driving in this show? <laughs> I don't know. Wait, so you think Miranda... Che had to drive to... to... Is Miranda going to die? No, but get in an accident. Is Wait. Oh, you're right. Wait, I'm, so you're... I'm sorry, Kevin. You're right, because Che has mentioned driving to, to... New Jersey, right, for a gig? Che had to drive. Che did leave to drive oh. to her... To, to their... Comedy you, concert. Staten Island's not going to la- make itself laugh. Was it Staten Island or was it Jersey? I don't know. It was, it was Jersey. It was not going to make itself laugh. It was laugh. Jersey. And listen, I know that's swinging for the fences, but I think it is something that they both have shown substance abuse issues. Miranda has not dealt with the main issue. She she was like, here's what it is. And I think that there will be some... That was what I thought. And I'm like, that's a little... That's pretty Grey's Anatomy. You know, it's like pretty dramatic. I mean, but I think that there will be real... Real consequences, not just, oh, Che, uh, you know, Che led Miranda on. I think there's a chance that there's like some real consequences happen because that's how Mm. I'm guessing. What if, what if there is a car accident? Mm -hmm. J. Diaz and Miranda uh, make it home to Brooklyn. Miranda drags Che Diaz up the stairs to the brownstone. Che Diaz is bleeding to death. And Miranda is yelling for help. And Steve can't hear. And Che Diaz dies right there. Oh Brady, Brady can't hear because his his girlfriend is screaming. Sitting on his face. Yes. <laughs> Brady's girlfriend is. Her thighs are covering her his ears. Her thighs are covering his ears. This is like, like. Yeah, one thigh on each ear. Exactly. And this Che is, Diaz dies right there in the brownstone. This is like August Osage County. M- Miranda chastises Brady and then. Brady's girlfriend is, says, don't sex shame us. And they leave. And they leave. They leave. They so she's the only one in the house, and Steve can't hear the death. Wow. Oh, my God. And Steve can't hear. He's like, ah. Uh, I, Miranda, I, I didn't know Che Miranda. was dying. Well, I didn't know die. And, the and last... it's the same thing where Che dies in Miranda's arms, and everyone's like, oh. why didn't she call 911? Wow. Same just deal. Just like big. And the, yeah, la- like... and the last thing is, is Miranda just puts a joint right in Che's mouth <laughs> to give her... <laughs> One last <laughs> spark it up. Now my question is, well, it's it's off topic, but Harry looks thin. Yes. Yeah. yeah. He's a, but he's you know a, how some guys in their fifties like suddenly really lean out. And they, they, like he looks great. That's what the plastic surgeon says. He's a he's oh, a he's a he's a hollower, a hollower a versus a, a sagger. Yeah. I don't know what words you just said. A what? That was oh, with a hollower, not a sagger. A yes, hundred percent. Yeah. He's a hollower. He looks great. I was just the only thing I was making sure of. The reason I brought that up is I think Evan Handler looks amazing. Like he looks mm-hmm. kind of sexy. Mm-hmm. Um, like I always loved Harry, um, but now I'm like, oh, that's like an actual. Like I think he's sexy. But mm. the um, 
my point was when I, I get now, I think that it was just a running joke about scheduling dinner that, oh, I'd like to reschedule his colonoscopy. I'd like to unschedule his colonoscopy, oh, yeah, right? Yeah. Mm. I really, I was like, oh God, they're not going to set us up for he's going to die of colon cancer. And that's why the, the actor has <sighs> lost weight. <clears throat> oh. But I don't think so because they didn't bring that back. Since it was just two, used as a joke. Season two, What's all that? the women would be single again? That would be, I. it would be, it would be wild if they did that, but I don't think, I, I don't think they would go with, I think Charlotte would stay married to Harry. Like, I, I think, I don't think they would end up. Even, even if he dies? died, she'd just drag his corpse around? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like an albatross around his neck. She, her would, neck. she would do that. Yeah. yeah she I think she's going to stay married fine. to him forever. No, no, no. But I think even if he dies, she won't date again. She'd wear black for the rest of her life like Maria in West Side Story. Mm. She. That's what. That's what happens. I don't know. But wait, know. Corey, what were you saying? You think she's going to stay married to Harry? No, no, and... no. Sorry, I, I just meant. I just meant like you were saying season two. I know you're kidding, but also, would there ever be a plot line where they're all single again in their fifties? Oh. I don't think that would happen. I think that Charlotte. He'd have has... to die for that to happen. Yeah, yeah, I think Charlotte would. Yeah, I then think. Wh- then why are they making the the male characters just so non-existent? Because I point, think. Like... I think, and they said this on the writers' podcast. Uh, earlier, I, well, I'm making a logic leap here, but uh, Michael Patrick King. I, what I was going to say is, I think that they are including so many more female characters, all the new friends mm-hmm. like LTW, Nia Wallace, uh, Seema. That I don't know if they have as much room for mm. the male characters, and I think that the writers and Michael Patrick King are really interested in. What do these women's lives look like? We're welcoming in these new women with diverse stories from the original characters. So I just think they're like, we don't have any room for these guys. Yeah, that's, well, that's what it, I think. It, it, I can totally see how that is what what they're doing, but also it it it's making Miranda's uh, affair not come from a truthful place to me because I'm like, where's this coming from? Why is your life like? Where is your midlife crisis coming from? Because your son seems pretty nice, and I don't know what your problems with Steve are. Hot mm-hmm. fudge like, Sunday bars are really good. Yeah, and he's into chia seeds. He's got chia seeds. Yeah, chia seeds. He didn't. Oh. Know oh, okay. But by the way, let me say this about all that. Che yeah. can't eat I chia seeds. It. By the way, Che has diverticulitis. Che cannot stomach chia seeds. Oh my god, <laughs> that's going to be a major source of conflict between anyway, her and Miranda. Continue, continue talk, Steve's going to make oh her some chia Can you imagine Che Diaz's Sunday bar with Miranda? No nuts. No chia seeds. Probably no sprinkles because those no are sprinkles. like seed life. Yeah, <laughs> just some THC wow. brownies. <laughs> I wonder if she can even eat real ice cream. Oh boy, probably not. They are dropping that Easter egg for us, and we didn't. We just realized it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the next comedy concert, Che is going to shit their pants <laughs> in front of everyone. <laughs> Check the box. Um, Check the box. <laughs> oh my anyway, god. Anyway, <laughs> well, I was going to say. Yes, there's there obviously there's no room for the guys. It's not about them. Blah blah. I get it. But okay, in the five lines that Harry has, instead of going, "What is this? Are you a rapper?" Mm-hmm. Could it be that he's totally on board with the non-binary? Uh, they did it for like one half a second when Charlotte wanted her to wear a dress at the recital. Could he say to Charlotte, "Honey, you've been ignoring this." for years why are you surprised you remember when she was three she wanted to blah 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 and you know what like aren't we lucky you know my you know whatever my ancestors Mm -hmm. are jews they were in the holocaust like Mm -hmm. uh 
we just wanted a better way of life. And like, we're in New York City, like, you know, we're, this is options for our kids. We can learn from the, like he could say something smart and it's, they could disagree on it. Yeah. And we don't have to see him, but she could talk to Carrie. You know, Harry is, is, is um, really on board with this, you know, Rose being rock. And I hate it because he's talking about it in front of her to me. Like we need to have that privately, you know? Um, you know, we don't have to have him or, or just Steve when he's laying there. Like the other thing that was weird to me is Miranda's got this drinking problem and yet she has ice cream at home with Steve and no alcohol during it. So like if she's having like a glass of wine with the ice cream, the ice cream's all melted and their tradition is is becoming weird because she can't put the wine down and Steve's like, hey, our ice cream has turned into me eating all the ice cream and you drinking. What's going on? Are you stressed? Like just... Have the husband say something of substance so that that's all. That's, that's, if that's his only line, great. That's yeah. that's where I agree with you that it's like make those characters less. Then the the time that you have with them has to be greater. And it seems like I'm like, yeah, man, their sag rate is not cheap to have him sitting on a couch and do nothing. It's like make use of this person. They're only filming for five fucking days, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, maybe they don't want to be repetitive where like the yeah. first movies, like we're not having sex or whatever, but you know, I, just I, something. I, I think, think they're trying make- to make him so ridiculous that we forgive her for cheating, but I forgive her for cheating even if he's amazing because yeah. sometimes shit happens. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think it would make the chat and chew conversations a whole lot more interesting too if Charlotte were having not only issues with her kids, but also issues with Harry and his stance on their kids and it would just make those chat and chew conversations i think feel a little bit more dynamic other than like rock wants me to throw away the dolls like yeah. what do i and this so is something i'll say like the, the whole bringing it back to the beginning with asking me about the writer thing it's like you know as you guys know it's like you there's like a billion conversations about how an episode can go mm-hmm. and I'm sure everyone maybe thought of everything we're saying and ultimately it just didn't get in and it comes down to one person. And so again, it's like, I'm not saying I can't believe the writers didn't think of this. They probably did, but they probably have their reasons for not doing it. Maybe they just said, yeah, there's a lot of times when like five different things could make sense in a script and it comes down to what one person wants for whatever reason. So again, I don't blame anyone any of the writers yeah. i guess it all goes back to whoever's really the one in charge um i don't know i'm not there if i find out that the writers didn't think of anything that we're saying then i am i'm worried but i, I gotta assume they did right yeah i i think i think that's before this show even came out we talked a bunch about what would happen like everybody did and i would say the show is better than i thought it would be mm-hmm. so i want everyone to start with that like this we're being critical, but like, it's better than I thought it would. Mm -hmm. But it was like, it was crazy when they announced it to think like, you have the whole, like, they just announced it. There's one person that knows a few storylines. And when they were hiring writers, it's like, you can go any direction. That's like such a daunting thing to be like, these characters are precious to so many people. And even you see on the comments and some of our Instagram posts, I'll look and I'm like, man, People passionately care about yeah. these three-dimensional human beings that are are and 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 a lot of fans even can have really interesting insights, mm-hmm. even more than a writer could, because mm-hmm. these people have lived with the six seasons and the movies. And it's been pretty interesting to see that. 
I will say that in the Diwali episode, the most recent, the most, uh, I would say more than any storyline I've seen so far was just Nia, Nia Wallace, Dr. Nia Wallace and uh, Fertile Myrtle. Yeah. That dinner, I was like, all four of those characters, none of them, this is a brand new storyline. And I was engaged with that. And then also it didn't hurt that the sex scene was like very, very sexy. I was like, <laughs> oh my goodness. But um, mm-hmm. that was that was really interesting because that was like, that is for, and just like that, these characters. I loved that scene. Yeah. 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 Oh, and, so good. It was a really and, good scene, yeah. And I want to see more of that because I was like, whoa, this, is, this isn't about Miranda calling her and being like, hey, so hold on. My student is calling me. It was just them at dinner and and I was like I, I was itching for a little more. I'm excited to see where that storyline goes because yeah. I thought that was really cool and a great way to introduce a new character. And it was something I ne- would have never guessed a year ago of like, I wonder if they're gonna have this doctor at Columbia talking about I've, I, IVF. IVF. Um, I, liked, I liked too how like funny that scene was and how the act all the actors are really loose and like really good actors and yeah. and um when she, you know, was was like trying to stop Fertile Myrtle from talking and she just kept interrupting and bringing up stuff and her husband was like, hey, hey, you know, uh, you're interrupting. Later that night after their sex scene when he's like, oh, is that why you were interrupting? Because you, you wanted her to stop talking about kids and pressuring us to have kids. He's like... You know, I got you, and I—that was—that's the moments we're missing in the marriages between the the old characters. Is like, you know, that guy didn't have a, mi- a million lines, but his lines were good. He was like, mm-hmm. "You don't have to handle people pressuring us to have kids on your own. I'm here too. I got you." Well, yeah. and I, 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 I thought that scene was great, and I'm—we I, were saying in another episode we did that. It was when I first started watching it and I was like, I'm watching a different show. And I was like, I am watching a different show. I'm not watching Sex in the City anymore. I'm watching it just like that. Mm-hmm. And these are characters in that. But I also think you could get a scene like Charlotte and Harry, probably not as frequently, but they still have to have sex. Like some, they alluded to that on the podcast. Michael Patrick King said something <laughs> about, uh, you're going to see like Charlotte and Harry work through their sexual stuff. He said that in like the second oh. episode. But oh. like they could also do that. Can't do it with Carrie and Big anymore, you know, unless you get a ghost. She scene. still has the ashes. Ghost sex. Yeah, she could do ashes. Ashes. I've heard the Peloton seat. She could smoke has. the ashes. I've heard people do that. Keith Richards smoked someone's ashes. His I was thinking she should roll it up into dad. one of his cigars. She should roll up big at the end, just be like. <laughs> You should roll up big and put on a record, get a steak and a nice full-bodied red, and yep, just smoke and then, just, and then just shotgun Sema with it after that. <laughs> and then that's how her and Sema end up. That's how her and Sema get a little spicy Next together. Next thing you know, finger a nice bright white background. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what did you well, think you know of all what's this? Funny, I okay. So I have a couple quick thoughts. Okay. <laughs> So Seema is dating or looking for love. Right. She asked Carrie, do you know any men that, you know, don't suck? Well, Carrie's in the same boat looking for the same kind of man. Mm-hmm. Um, I know Seema's family probably wants her to marry someone not white. But I was thinking, oh, I wonder if there'll be an episode where Seema and Carrie are like into the same guy or something, mm-hmm. like the producer guy. But then I thought, what if Carrie hooks Seema up with Steve? But then a friend of mine was like, no, he's not on the show a lot because he's doing something else. But mm-hmm. I think Seema would be great for Steve and Steve would be great for her. He deserves a hot love life. Yeah. After I mean, you what think about done to him. when him and Mar- when Steve and Miranda broke up, he had Debbie and Debbie was smoking. Oh, yeah. She is. 
Oh yeah, Debbie. We love Debbie. Debbie, Debbie? We Debbie, and, Debbie and Dr. Robert Leeds were the two best. We the wanted best Debbie and Leeds to get together because yeah. we were like they were the best. They should have. They, I don't know the, if I think she's somehow, but I don't think she's gross or anything. I just don't remember. But that would be fucking great Debbie if they got Leeds. together. Debbie and Leeds. Steve should get back together with whoever he cheated on Miranda with in the first movie. Yeah. Oh yeah, totally. It is sad. It is sad that like I thought the same way with. Uh, have you seen? Um, the before sunrise, before sunset, before sunrise. Oh, oh I mean, it's my favorite movies of so all good. time. Well, the oh, last God. one is so it's such a good movie, but it's like you have to have conflict, and it's like the longer you stay with characters, life gets sad, and that's what I knew would happen to the series. I was like, people are gonna die, people are gonna be sad in their marriages, and mm-hmm. that's in mm-hmm. the last movie depressed me so much. Before before midnight, before mm-hmm. it's the last. So, yeah, yeah, and I was just like. I'd rather just stay with the first act, which is like he is in love, but that's maybe how life is that it's just like not every Stephen Miranda aren't entitled to a happy marriage. You have to work towards that. There's lots mm-hmm. of people that don't, but there is something that our main core people right now, you don't get to see them have much joy. And that's kind of bumming me out. And it reminded me of how I felt when I watched before midnight that I'm like, I just, mm. I, when I just stayed with the first one. You got to go to, Germany and meet this beautiful woman and he got to be with you and then you meet in Paris and then that's the end of the story. But then you have but you, the other thing you have to do and I you have to deal with consequences and in the second movie he cheats on his wife with Julie Depley. So you have to deal with that's the true. fact that he now has left a marriage. He is I'm not saying this of everyone but if he was a cheater once he he's cheat a cheater again. in the third movie. Sorry for anyone well, who has not seen that trilogy that we just ruined. I also it. think I like that in those so movies they skipped. Like he never gets on the plane. I would love to see a month later. Like, yes. You know what it was like when he first moved to Paris. Blah blah. Like all that drama and excitement. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I mean, in the same way that like we just picked up with these characters ten years into their marriage, it's like I think Michael Patrick King is a little bit of a hard on for hating marriage um yeah it, it he seems to be like all marriages end up with ice cream and it's like they do but then they work through it and mm. you know like they yeah, don't that's what, as marriages well, well, yeah and that's what i want i agree well here's the other thing though and I, have I, that. I i in the in going back to the before sunrise trilogy yeah. i do feel like i was a little judgmental of him being like oh he's a cheater but they do at to just ruin the whole franchise for anyone like they do in a sad way they do work. They do work it out at the end, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and at least in that moment, decide to stay together. So that is like a a tragic realism. And I know what you're saying. Like I don't know. I, I Charlotte and Harry are the only ones that we're getting from that right now. But it's 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 not even really that super real because we don't really we don't really get to see that much of their lives. And I don't know if we ever fully did except when they got together. Well, no, that's not true. We had the baby stuff with them too. Mm-hmm. Well, do you feel like Miranda and Steve yeah. are going to end up together or not? I don't know. No. Yes. I, you I, don't I, think I, so? I, I, I kind of don't think so, Mm-mm. actually. No. I, think I that, don't think so okay. just like actor-wise. Like I just think he's doing other things and mm. I think yeah, just I think they're going to be like best friends who co-parent, but I wish I could see more of that friendship. I don't even see their friendship. I you know? know. Well, do you think... What do you think... There, do you think the show is going to treat Miranda and Che as an affair or as solely an awakening for Miranda? And what do you think of it? Do you think it's an affair? Do you think it's just an awakening? What do you think it is? I think it's an awakening. It might end up being an affair because sometimes when that happens, you 
you don't realize you were being awakened in general. You think it's all about that person. So mm. maybe I think I see Miranda getting a little obsessed with Che. Mm-hmm. I don't even know if I see them hooking up again, but I see her like getting obsessed and ghosted maybe. Uh, whatever mm. happens, I don't think it's going to be a long-lasting affair. Yeah. <laughs> but I do think it'll be an awakening and she'll ha- be like on step two now, like, shit, who is this about Che or am I into huh. women now? And mm. do I want to date a woman? But me and Steve aren't working out. Right. And that's the main problem. It doesn't really matter. I think it'll get back to like, whatever the problem is, the problem's between my marriage and- yeah. You know, so that's what I think. I don't, I mean, I'm just talking like the real life logic. What do yeah, I think the totally. writers are going to do? No yeah. clue. I was, just, I was just laughing at myself for saying that they're going to get in a car accident. Cause I, just, <laughs> I was like, that was just a quick thought. I, had. Dude, I was like, that's not going to happen. What happened? No, but you're I, right. I, I can't there, say it won't. Cause I can't, I have to say I called it, but it was pretty ridiculous. There's a little bit of a like thing left hanging in the air, which is like, Oh, Che's going to drive after drinking. I wonder why they told us that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, after drinking and and smoking, smoking weed all the time, mm-hmm. like I I think Che can function high because Che's clearly high all the time, but Che took a ton of shots. Loved on my mind. Yeah, What's that? Now, high what, I on have my mind. Another oh. question, uh, Aiden. What do you think? I've heard that he is coming back. Oh yeah, or, he's he. Okay, Corbett said he was coming back. I I saw a Reddit thread today. Where some people were saying he said he was coming back. There have been no press photos from the set leaked of him on set. Whereas, mm. you know, there were photos of of Notha and SJP. There were photos of other people. So people were like, is he really coming back or not? I think he's got to show up at some point just for fan service. You just need... Him well, they had in. Susan Sharon come back. They, yeah, have, exactly. to have Aiden, they have to have Aiden come back. Yeah. Do you think that they would be would like Carrie walks by him and just sees him and that's it, or do you think he'd have a lot? I mean, you have to talk, right? Maybe she's like, gonna wake up and she's been with Aiden this whole time and this was just a dream. Roseanne season five, whatever. But I actually would be fine with that in a funny way. <laughs> I I have a question too. Okay, so Aiden, wait, uh. Oh, no, it wasn't a question. Do you want to hear, it could be a spoiler, it's gossip I heard from a hairdresser about a scene coming up. Yes. Yes. 100%. I also want to hear okay. how, how your hairdresser got this information. That's part of the story. It's oh, really cool. I can't cool. wait. Um, went to get my hair cut this place in Bushwick. My hairstylist was like uh, talking to me. We were talking about the show. This was after uh, the first episode aired, first, first two. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. this woman's roommate... Uh, the roommate's parents own an antique store in Williamsburg. And Sex and the City or in Just Like That filmed in the antique store in Williamsburg. And so roommate, you know, whose parents' shop it was and hairdresser Mm -hmm. of the roommate or whatever, they watched it being filmed. And in it, she told me, now she told me this, only episode one and two had come out, that Carrie has a lamp that she thinks big is haunting, which I think... We saw last that night. That was in the storage unit. The, the yellow was that lamp. The, the thing? thing. That's the lamp. Oh, was that, wait, was the it the yellow is... thing? The one yellow thing in the white apartment? Yeah, that, she... remember all the beeping? Yeah. That's the lamp. That's the, the lamp, lamp is beeping. We, you guys didn't realize uh, that that was we, the lamp? 
We didn't know what it was. We were, we talked about it in the last pod. We had no idea. Well, I, I knew it was the lamp, and I'm not sure if I'm right, but the reason I thought it was the lamp is because of this story, right? Oh. So, anywho, the story goes that Carrie thinks Big is haunting this lamp. Okay. That's kind of an antique, and Carrie does say when they're in the storage space, ah, 1982, blah, blah. And she brings it back to the lamp antique store and says, I don't know what she says, my dead husband's haunting it, something, and then then this is all the information she had, something doesn't go right, and Carrie's like having a nervous breakdown and starts smashing all the lamps in the store. (laughs) That's all I know. That's all I heard. I would love that. And Aiden comes in. Hey, Pop, turn something on. Hey, pulls, Pop. A, pulls a full-on full Borat. Maybe it is Maybe. It's his furniture store, right? Yeah. His yeah. wife's you said also antique a furniture store, designer. I was, I was thinking, is it Aiden's furniture store? I don't know. Well, it's so funny because, so she told me that, and I was like, that sounds crazy. That sounds like a made-up scene. And then I start seeing the episodes where it's like, Carrie's walking. She hasn't slept. And I'm thinking... They are setting her up to maybe have a nervous yeah. breakdown. Then that doesn't happen, right? Mm-hmm. And then, but then the lamp comes out in the last episode I watched, and I'm like, the lamp. Maybe, this is maybe, happening. Maybe Aiden's in there because Petey is haunting one of his lamps, <laughs> and he thinks that he's pissed about it. What if they meet? Is Petey what? dead? I'm assuming if it's 20 years later, yeah. right? Oh, I see. But he didn't die in the show. Okay, got it. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> What if What if they all like meet in like a matrix now? Like all of a sudden, like all comes to a thing and they're all just standing there in like just white space and Morpheus is there and Carrie. Chase Finger and Miranda. And Chase Finger and Miranda. And they're all just like, welcome to. <laughs> Can you please stop? I'm trying to do a dramatic speech. What? I'm trying to smoke up and finger Miranda. Oh, man. <laughs> Chase like, hey, turns no, listen, the lamp you, into a bong. You got to take the green pill, Morpheus. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> that's Chase smoking out of a bong. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, you heard it here first. That's, I don't that's know if that's, oh, that's true. So great. Yeah. But, yeah, the beeping is the lamp because you know she's going to have the lamp back in her place and that beeping's going to start again. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, and if not, if it wasn't the lamp, then I don't know what's happening with the show. Yeah. The. The um, that's like that's kind of great to know. It kind of gives you a clue into like that's where so things fun. where things could be headed. I I would love that because like we were saying, are they setting up a lot of things to burn off to tie up other storylines to introduce diversity stuff or sins of the past or to just bring in new characters or whatever? But I would love it if we are we're climbing the roller coaster mountain to then go down. Yeah, and see. Che and Miranda, Miranda get ghosted. Che and Miranda get in a car wreck, whatever, and see Carrie. Because Carrie keeps bringing up casually, like, well, my husband just died a little bit ago. Like, and it mm-hmm. is very Carrie to just be like, look, this is the way I deal with things. But when she opened the records in the storage place, mm-hmm. like, it was hard. It was hard. It should be hard. And so yeah. she's got to have, it would be great if she had some sort of maybe she climactic hooks up, Maybe moment. like she hooks up with a guy in front of it and then realizes that the lamp's beating and she has like mm. this like guilt or she thinks that it's big inside there or something. Mm. I, I agree. I, I was thinking that same thing, John. I was thinking that the first time she touches someone else or has yeah. sex or hooks up it's gonna like trigger her and bring up a trigger warning where are the sound effects you guys? we owe you sound effects uh it, it is i a, thought i was uh, gonna bring up something for her and it might make her feel weird ready mm-hmm. trigger warning. 
No, give her the new one. Give her the new one. We talked about some new ones, though. You know what you're going to get with Miranda and Miranda and Shay. Finger warning. That's Miranda. That's oh my god! Yes, I asked you guys to do. You came up with finger well, warning. Like that better be on more. the show. We came up with one more that uh, that uh, this is this is what Che says when Che has to go to a comedy concert and she leaves Carrie's kitchen. Che, sorry, when when Che has to go to a comedy concert, they have to drive to the comedy concert. Che, you just got Che. <laughs> And those are those were those are finger guns. Those are finger guns. Right at the end, you, yeah. you just hear. It's yeah. So good. There you go. You know, I'm so glad. I feel like I'm on a professional podcast fighting with these sound drops. <laughs> <laughs> Our producers were playing that. Che Diaz. They're working approve. on the toke moment. Uh, yeah, exactly. Sound yeah, right. toke, toke moment. I see your producer work. like waving thumbs up. Like <laughs> finally, because. I guess people on the socials, I just checked your socials while you were doing that. Yeah. And the people on the socials are like, A, where are they? And B, like, I'm listening live. I don't know how they do that, but they they were like, where are the sound effects? Like, (laughs) why are they having a conversation? That's not what a podcast is. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. So I'm glad you took it back to what this should be. Well, um, Jen, before the... uh uh, before the series, when this is over, we should try and do a, uh, all four of us together doing oh, some yeah. wine, and uh, in in the neighborhood, do, That'd be awesome. do like do a final wrap up. Oh my god, I'd be honored. Oh yeah, I, I hopefully I would, uh, you know Omicron will be under control. I mean. I, and we had a lot of big plans for ourselves. We're gonna yeah, go to yeah. a wine bar. We're gonna hang out, and then. I know. We just got walloped. Yeah. We've talked about how we don't know. The new series seems like it's seven months ahead of where we are, but COVID just doesn't exist at all anymore. Yeah, no. Whatever world they live in. It's, good. it's, yeah. 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 I think it's good to reference a pandemic because it changed people's lives in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You get a drinking yeah. problem. You, you have memories with big, but, but honestly, you know, it's funny at the beginning of the pandemic, I thought, um, I don't care if they do some TV shows where people are in masks or, yeah. and then I'm mm-hmm. like, no, I don't. Yeah, I agree. Don't, 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 don't wear masks. I don't want to see it. Not yeah. like in a, I mean, wear them in real life, but yeah. give me an escape. <laughs> Jen Kirkman, anti-masker. <laughs> anti-masker. Yeah. Anti-mask moment. Well, um, well, thank you for, thank you for doing this mid-season, mid-season wrap up with us. Check it. Je- check Jen. Or check, check in. Jen. Check Jen. Yeah, the check gen. Oh, the check. Oh, the check. The I was check like, gen. "What do you say?" Oh, I, this was a delight. I, 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 you know, I'm a chatty person. I, I feel like I talked a lot. So, hope you know, hope no one's like shut up. But no, whatever. no, this is amazing. Go Everyone. subscribe to uh, Jen's podcast where you can hear her <laughs> chat even more. And, um, and uh, you also have your anxiety. Anxiety Bites podcast. Anxiety oh, Bites yeah. podcast. Every Wednesday, free, wherever you get your podcast. Huh. I have a podcast where I talk to people, uh, experts who can help us all with anxiety. It's called Anxiety Bites. Check it out. That's awesome. 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 Yeah, it uh, makes me happy to do it. Uh, I have a lot of anxiety right now about um, what's going to happen with Che. You know, I just, and there's no one that can help me with it. <laughs> yeah, we, I just we, need to know. Like, I can't believe we just had a chainless episode. Really, besides besides Che and Miranda being in the in the, <sighs> the chase space in the white psych chase space. 
Uh, we don't know what to do with them. Yeah. Well, um, let's uh, let's wrap it up. Let's let's get out of here. I need to get some wine like Jen. There you go. Yeah. Thank John. you so much for coming on. This is it's, oh. it's so nice to, so great to, to chat you. with you and do check in. You guys, I'm loving the show. It's great. It's fun to listen to in real time, meaning like the show is new and you know what I'm saying. Yeah. Thank you. You're all great. You're all wonderful. All right. I'll see you all IRL. That's in real life for anyone. I got to get on my socials though. I just got to text. Check your socials. Our producers are telling us we got to do the same. Yeah. Whatever. (laughs) Step it up. I set my pussy up. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) We'll step our penises up. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you, Jen. Thank you, Jen. Thank you so much. Later, Later, taters. Later, taters. The Bradshaw Boys stars Corey Cavan, John Sieber, and Kevin James Doyle. The show is produced by Jeremy L. Balin. For more information on the guys, check out their website at bradshawboys.com, on social media at The Bradshaw Boys, and if you see them in the street, tip your glass. Thanks for listening. Seltzer Kings Podcasts.